Today's scripture reading is Genesis chapter 6, verse, 14, or verse 5 through 14, 7 and 20 through 24, Romans 6, verses 1 through 7, and Genesis 6, verses... Oh my God, I already read that. <laughs> the Lord saw how great the wickedness of human race had become in the, of the earth, on the earth, and that every incl- inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all, all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his of his time, he, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I... I am surely going to destroy both them and make the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside out. Genesis chapter 7, verse 20 through 24. The rose water covered, the, the waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished, birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for a hun- for 150 days. Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, though the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we had been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. appreciate you reading for us today. You know, when it comes to financial specialists, you know, Noah was uh, one of the first you know, professionals at it, you know, there um, as the world began. You know, if you didn't know, he floated his the stock while the world was in liqu- liquidation. Can you believe that? He did. He floated his stock while the world was in liquidation. 
But as they was trying to load the boat, he was checking off the animals as they came on the board and in pairs, you know, as they joined in on the ark. Here comes three camels. Three camels came up to Noah. And Noah said, two is the limit. But the first camel said, I am the camel whose back is broken by the last straw. And the second camel said, I am the one people swallowed while straining out a gnat. And the third camel said, I am the one that shall pass through the eye of the needle sooner than a rich man shall enter heaven. Noah, standing there and scratching his head, he's like, you're right. Come on. The world is going to need all three of you. Hope that wasn't too complicated. We're talking about the seven seas of history. Number C, number three today. What was the week one? Anybody know? Creation. And last week was corruption. And today, catastrophe. I would invite you, if you haven't read the story about Noah, go back and open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 6, 7, 8, and 9. Catch up on the whole story. Get the whole picture there. But catastrophe. Getting right to the point, Genesis 7.23 said, Everything on the face of the earth was wiped out men and animals. And the creatures that moved along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those who joined him in the ark. The quick, three quick questions to focus on today for this morning. Two from the Old Testament and just one from the New Testament reading. So... We need to look at this. Offer catastrophe. It happened. Why did it happen? Why was Noah spared? And then in Romans 6, new life is through Jesus Christ. And when does it begin? Now or when we get to heaven? See, God created man and woman in the goodness of his image. But the wickedness and the evil desire of their heart continues to this very day. The people in Noah's days, they were so wicked that God regretted. God had regret. The perfect, all-information, all-knowing God has this time of regret. That should break our heart. That God would have a moment that he may even regret making you and I. He may regret ever establishing this church or that church. To think that God would have regret or be disappointed. That should humble and break our hearts. It should be eye-opening for us. A world revolting against God. They would have known about Adam and Eve they would have known about the garden. They would, know, would know, have known that how perfect it was until Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, the forbidden fruit. The wickedness in the world today is still the same type of wickedness and evil that was happening in Noah's days. Wickedness and evil does not change. The name of the person may change, but it's still done by a person, still done by people. 
the only guarantee that we have against these corrupted thoughts and corrupted desires is to fill your heart, mind, and soul with God's Word and Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is the only guarantee that we have. Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God's love letter to us. Evil cannot be overcome. Evil cannot be stopped. Evil cannot be eliminated with evil. Two evils do not make good. Evil must be overcome by good. So for good to overcome, there has to be retribution. There has to be punishment. There has to be laws. There has to be standards. There has to be boundaries. For the first time ever in the world that God had created, that God had created, rain fell from the sky. And the water from the great deep rose up forth. Ever thought about the family members, the extended family that Noah, his sons, and their wives had to say goodbye to? As they shut that door, as the raindrops began to fall? Everything was destroyed. Everything except Noah and his family and the animals there upon the ark. Everything gone. So what was it that God saw in Noah? Saw that Noah's his life was worth sparing. His life, his family was worth sparing. And there in verse chapter six, verse nine, it tells us Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah was righteous and blameless, obedient, and he continually walked faithfully with God. Daily, Noah was surrounded by the wickedness of the world. Daily, the world was gnawing on him nonstop as he began to build a boat. There was never ever a need for a boat, but now why would there be a need for this monstrous boat and the thought to take animals along with him? I can't imagine the 24-7 name-calling actions it's probably, you know, they're saying people today, you know, people like to throw rocks, they like to throw things. And I'm sure they was probably plastering that boat with rocks and hitting it with sticks and trying to throw things at Noah, keeping him from doing his work, gnawing on him, murmuring, chewing on him. Only a righteous, blameless man could withstand such things. With his attention fully on God, could he withstand that evil and wickedness? But yet his heart would still break to see people that he knew and neighbors, people choose to reject God, choose to mock him. Daily, Noah lived in the fallen, sinful world. And here we are. Here we are, church, right in this same situation, living in a fallen, sinful world. But Noah did not live and participate in the sinful activities of the world. 
Noah was not of this world. Noah was faithful. So faithful that he followed the, followed the recommendations. He took the directions. He took God's blueprint. And he began to build. As God told him in verse 13, I'm going to put an end to all people. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy them, both them and the earth. God, Noah follows through. Noah survives. The flood lasted. The whole flood lasted 150 days. 150 days. You know, Jesus even spoke of Noah and and Noah's flood, of the flood in Jesus' ministry. You can read about it in Matthew chapter 24. But it says in verse 37 and 38, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, they were living life and living it up to the fullest to fulfill their own desires. Men and women. The Apostle Paul, what we read in Romans 6 today, reminds us there's only one way for new life. There's only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ. And it begins when we identify with his death on the cross. The death that we deserved. His death becomes our death. Just as in baptism, his baptism becomes our baptism. And his resurrection becomes our resurrection. Because he defeats death and he lives, we shall live also. The Christian baptism sets these spiritual realities into motion. Because it's all about God. It's all about God. It's nothing that we've done. It's nothing we can do. It's all about God at work in us. God's grace that is at work in us and through us. Helping us realize that we are that our connection to Christ and the death that he experienced on the cross. And then we identify with his resurrection. As it said in Romans 6.6, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. No longer our old selves, no longer that nasty person, no longer those thoughts. Yes, Jesus gives us salvation. Yes, we ask for Him to be our Lord and Savior. And yes, it's hard work. Yes, it's different for each and every one of us. We all have our own uh, stumbling blocks. We all have our own temptations. We all have our own shortcomings. But Jesus remains the Lord and Savior. So as we go forth today, with Jesus as your Lord and Savior, give him the praise and thanks for the forgiveness from your sin, how he sets you free. Yes, you may have things to wrestle with. Yes, we have consequences from some of the things we've done in the past. But he sets us free, not for the past, but for the future in the kingdom of heaven. It's all about going forward. Membership is not the end all. Membership is just a public commitment and we're going forward. We're going forward with God's church on earth. We're going forward to do ministry with you together as the body of Christ. Together.
Why? For all for Jesus. All for Jesus. So whatever Satan may be trying to do to you right now, however he may be pulling you down, however he may be trying to flood your life and your thoughts, your minds, whatever that evil, whatever that wickedness, whatever that addiction or anger or hatred or hurt or pain or grief or financial hardship, and the list goes on, say, not today, Satan. This is God's day, and I'm God's child. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for being our lifesaver, Jesus. Thank you for opening the door to eternal life for each and every individual. And I just pray, Lord, for all, for everyone gathered here today, for everyone listening, everyone watching, that their lives are one with you as Lord and Savior. And if they have questions, if they have concerns, they have doubts, I pray that they would not only pray, but they would talk to, talk to someone, talk to one of these new members, talk to somebody of the church, talk to me, and together we can come before you, Lord, and pray together to eliminate all doubt, to eliminate the question, to bring assurance, to have life abundantly now, on earth as we prepare for eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father God, thank you for that holy work that we are seeing in your church and in this community. We give you the glory and the honor and praise now and forever. Amen. Let us stand together for our closing hymn. We'll sing Precious Lord.